Hello, I'm Jason Ball, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we discuss all 236 episodes of Friends, one at a time. Jackie and Vanessa are here. Hi, I'm Jackie. I'm the Ultimate Friends fan. And I'm becoming one. (laughs) Yes, I am becoming one, and I'm learning so much. I mean, I just learned that whole reference to a lobster, so that's exciting. I love that, too. All right, this is uh, the 43rd episode, the one where Eddie won't go. Uh, season two, episode nineteen, premiered on March twenty eighth, nineteen ninety six, to thirty one point two million viewers. I really liked this episode. I thought it was very fun. So, Jackie, tell us what happened. Yes. Yeah, so Eddie's creepiness and intensity reaches a new level with Chandler. Joey realizes he has to give up a certain lifestyle, and the ladies read an empowering women's book called "Be Your Own Windkeeper," which the comedy comes from the ladies in this episode, and I absolutely loved it. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I think this show is this episode is mistitled though. It should have been the one with the windkeeper. Yes, yes, <laughs> the one with the windkeeper. So good, it's so yeah. good. I find it interesting too that they actually have like a women empowerment episode after the last episode when we kind of like saw Monica and Rachel have to like downplay themselves in order to, you know, like tell their significant other certain things, you know? So I found that kind of like yin yang, like, you know, why like this woman empowerment episode versus that episode, last episode, uh-huh. but it was hilarious. It was so good. I, I, you're right. And particularly when the last episode, when the women have had more partners than the men. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, very interesting and, and hilarious and, you know, and they do it in a funny way, and also show the dark side of the, that sort of <laughs> that sort of scenario too. So, yeah. Uh, are you guys your own windkeepers? <laughs> I would say so. I definitely try to stand up for myself when I can. Um, yeah, but there are times where I feel like, oh, I could have stood up. Yeah, I guess in a workplace setting, I feel like I need to learn mm-hmm. how to do that yeah well, i i think these books are interesting because I, I do feel like we're at a point in history where you talk about the workplace i mean we have to remember that women in the workplace are still relatively new and i'm mm-hmm. not making excuses for any of that but you know in we, the 90s well, yeah, yeah. I mean, our grandmothers didn't work. Most of our grandmothers didn't yeah. work in you know places like that. So it's our mothers were the first ones who really were in that. And you know, the things that they had to put up with and deal with is ridiculous. And you know, it, so yeah. it, it is an evolution, and we're growing. That's why the you know books like this, even though they make it kind of a funny thing about stealing their wind and the the lightning bearer stealing the <laughs> wind and all that. It's, you know, it's part of our culture. It's part of you know who we are as a, as an evolving uh, evolving society. So again, yeah. they're bringing topical issues in and making them making relevant them in a in a fun way for a sitcom. So when did it self-help books start hitting the bookshelves? Like in the 90s, do you, would you say? Oh, no, that? they've been around for a long time, but they got really popular then. Wasn't the Chicken Soup series really good? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. good. I one, only because I kept hearing about it. So I was like, Mom, can I get this? And I think I had it for like the kid soul or teenage soul uh-huh. or something yeah. like that. But I like read the, those. 
the power of positive thinking was probably the first one that came out in like the sixties or seventies, but yeah. So I love Marianne Williamson's return to love. And that was written in the nineties and I only read it like in the last year and I, it, it affected my life. And I remember reading it and just like totally switched the way I lived my life. Um, and it had me deep, you know, delve deep more into my faith. And then six months later, I met her at Project Angel Food. And I'm like, okay, okay, I get, I get it now. I like, it's just so weird how life does that whole full circle thing when, you know, you open up your eyes to a certain perspective and a certain way of life. And then you meet the author six months later. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. So, I mean, she um, is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Time, I, I literally cry every time I talk to her. Yes. And she's such a force. She's like, she grabbed my hand as she like said, you know, cause she was running for president at that time. And she was like, let's change this world together. And I just looked at her in her eyes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's such a force. So that was written in 92, 93 or in the nineties as well. And I find it still extremely relevant today. So. Maybe they could have read a book like that as well, the ladies. Uh, the Windkeeper. What's it called? The Power of the Windkeeper? Be oh, your own wind 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 <laughs> At first, I kept saying, like, I, at first when I heard it, I thought it said, be your own beekeeper. And I was like, oh, Jason's a beekeeper. <laughs> That's funny. And then I was like, wait, that doesn't sound right when they kept talking. So I had to rewind it to get the name again. <laughs> I, I love how uh, Ross ends up reading the book, too. And he's like, oh, well, okay, so... Monica and uh, Phoebe reads the book and gives it to Monica. Monica loves it and can't, you know, loves it and gives it to um, Rachel and Rachel loves it. And then Rachel obviously gives it to Ross. Who's like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, when they were in the coffee house and he was like, Hey Rachel, it's time to go. And she's like, she's like no, no, I don't want to go. Why do we always have to do everything on your timetable? And, and then he's like, doesn't understand what's happening. <laughs> right, and that the movie is like, it's the movie. The movie side. Side table, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rachel, I mean, Phoebe oh. and Monica are cheering her on. You go, girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's actually one of my favorite lines of this one. Monica goes, you go, girl. And then she yeah. goes, I can't pull that off, can I? Yeah. <laughs> I like when Rachel was telling Ross. It was like, how do you expect me to grow if you won't let me blow? And then Ross's face afterwards. That was hilarious. <laughs> but it was funny. It was an LOL moment. Yeah, but it was funny too because when Ross was talking about the book to Joey, Joey goes, see, that's why I don't date women right. who read. <laughs> Those are my three favorite lines. But yeah. the, the Rachel's line about uh, how can I grow if you won't let me blow – that literally was a showstopper. The audience went nuts. You could uh -huh. hear this real laughter, and they literally had to like pause because they yeah. were so loud. They had those showstopper moments that often were real. But it's like to keep a straight face too with uh, David Schroeber just be like, well, like keeping the straight face, and Ross being like, you know, I don't mind that. <laughs> yeah, but it was kind of like one of those jokes that would pass you by unless you like, like. It didn't, you didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah. It yeah. was pretty good. It was funny. Yeah. You know, Delivery is important. Writing yeah. a good line is important, but executing a good line is important. Yeah. Executing yeah. and then the reaction, just that was just so. I still, when I watch this episode, I've seen it so many times, I still laugh out loud every time I hear that line. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then it was funny when the uh, girls were sitting down and I guess they were doing a quiz in the book. Mm -hmm. And then um, it was revealed that Phoebe actually 
you know, hooked up with one of Monica's ex-boyfriends an hour after they broke up. I and know. I felt so bad, for, not bad, but I guess I was just like, Phoebe, how could you, you know? Yeah, it would be so something you expect. Yes, it would yeah. be something that she would do, but they kind of just leave it at that and everybody slams their door and goes in their separate and she slams the jewelry box. The so. jewelry box, yeah. I, I thought that too. For Phoebe, when a relationship's over, it's over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She doesn't linger on it. She doesn't move on it. So maybe she thought the same thing for Monica. But I love the two questions that they talked about. You know, has a lightning bear ever uh, stolen your wind? A lightning bear. <laughs> They're like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And, and that then, was funny. Yeah. Have you ever betrayed another goddess? Nope. <laughs> Women can be mean to each other. Yeah. 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 And it's a women empowering book, and then it turns the women against each other, but then they come back to each other at the end. So, yeah, she does. Rachel gives them the the cake, and then she's like, "Okay, are we good now? I have to go return this cake." <laughs> I take it out my paycheck. Exactly. <laughs> I did like it. it was Rachel the one that brought them back together too. After yeah, after I thought that was a nice evolution of her character too because she is becoming less selfish. Remember, she was very selfish in the beginning, so mm -hmm. she was starting to appreciate other people and, and to, you know, to, to be less selfish and to you know, evolve and grow. Mm -hmm. I like her. Mm -hmm. I like her more and more. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she does. She does evolve and grow. And I just like that the comedy was all from the females, mostly at this point, so in this episode. So I thought their whole storyline, the whole you know comedic moments were mostly from them. And that the men have no idea. <laughs> but no offense, Jason, but when do men ever have like an idea? <laughs> it's true. Women can be enigmatic. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, I've always thought like men are just simple minded and we kind of like women kind of are just more in, in depth with our thoughts and men are just like, okay, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Okay. You know? Yeah. Definitely, but that's generalization. Say, so you know, I would say it as a generalization. Yeah, it are less complicated. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. As a generalization, there are exceptions, of course, to the rule or the generalizations. But yes, we just have so many layers to uncover. I know. <laughs> very complex creatures in good ways and you know, good ways. Yeah. Evolve our society in a positive way. Yeah. We learned, and how we learn to be our own windkeepers. Yeah. Be your own keeper. Yeah. Your own goddesses. Yeah. You're probably your own windkeepers, are you? I would say I am. Yeah. Yeah. I I would you like to say Vanessa. so. Yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes. I love it. Millennial women. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about crazy eddie crazy eddie and joey sadness <laughs> and joey sadness yeah all right we'll be right back bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
All right, we are back talking about episode 19 of season two, the one where Eddie won't go, and Eddie is a uh, its a worst nightmare. I think anybody who's had a crazy roommate or worries about having a crazy roommate, Eddie is the, the like, uh, role model for that. The opening scene where Eddie is sitting there watching Chandler sleep is just too creepy. I mean, that's everybody's nightmare. You know, I live alone and I'm always just like, is somebody watching me or anything like that? You know, it doesn't always cross my mind, but it's like when it, there's a dark corner over there and I, if I watch scary movies, I'm like, who's over there in that dark corner, even though nobody's there because now we have one door. <laughs> well, even me, like when I'm home alone sometimes and yeah. I, it's dark, I'm like, mm, like kind of the same thing. Like, but then I will say when I was younger, I was, I was really afraid of the dark. I slept in my sister's room. I tried Aww. to sleep in my sister's room <laughs> up until I was like eight or nine. And Aww. she would always like try to kick me out. I like even moved in my stuffed animals. I don't like the dark. I, I lost friends every night. So <laughs> yeah. Creepy having somebody you don't trust living in your, Let me... in your same yeah. places. Oh my goodness. And then you realize how crazy he is when he's like, no, I want to hear it from your lips. What did you just hear it from? Yeah. Get out, get out, get out. He tells him that multiple times throughout the episode. Get out, get out. And then he's, all right, I'll be gone after work. And then he comes home from work and then he's dehydrating fruit. And then I'm just like, like okay. it never happened. Like it never happened. But it's like so random. Like who dehydrate? Like, yeah, like. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I think that's the funny part about the. I mean, that's what they did. They did a great job of creating Eddie, is because it's all this outlandish craziness. It's like random. <laughs> the, then the Pepperidge Farm goldfish, <laughs> and the real goldfish, and yeah. the sleeping with the girlfriend, and the dehydrating fruit, and it's it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. and scary. <laughs> Single white female, remember that movie? Yes. <laughs> what was that movie? Single, Single white, white female, where the roommate like tries to take over our identity and stalks her. And mm-hmm. uh, I have to watch that one. Yeah. I haven't seen it. It was crazy. Uh, crazy yeah. roommate stories are, you know, huge. Mm-hmm. One thing I did notice, like at the end, though, this goes to the fashion in the show where. Uh, Chandler and Eddie were talking in the cafe and uh, Chandler had a huge oversized trench coat. Did anyone notice that? Oh no, I didn't. I was just paying attention to the mannequin head. Oh yeah. That was weird. That was really weird. (laughs) It was definitely weird. And Uh, all these clothes, it it seems to have gotten worse with the men's fashion. They're all oversized. Everything they're wearing is oversized. That sweater, the jacket or shirt that Joey's wearing at the end is like, that's a triple X. (laughs) yeah were your clothes oversized so i was thinking about this and baggy was definitely in fashion Mm -hmm. for men's clothes but i don't remember it really being that big but oversized kind of baggy was in fact even the jeans were oversized and baggy which is just awful (laughs) i remember those jeans the jinko jeans that were like huge (laughs) i think that was like baggier yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. Eddie is just another level here. You notice too that that uh, Chandler's bedroom, I think, is a different bedroom than he had last season. Remember when he was hooking up with the girl in the last episode, last season? This bedroom looked much smaller and didn't have anything like on the walls. So I think it was a different set. Oh yeah. Ah. Oh yeah. Well, they moved to stage twenty-four in this set, so uh, okay. um, season two. So they probably moved stuff around and didn't keep mm-hmm. the continuity of it. I would imagine. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then 
poor Joey. Actually, Ross, Ross and Joey have the conversation about his Joey's run up this huge credit card bill. As you know, we all did at some point when we got our first job. We kind of overdid it and bought mm-hmm. things. And you know, then Ross, who's very pragmatic and very you know organized, tries to counsel him a little bit on it and tells him to go out for the the role as the cab driver. And Joey's like, no, it's beneath me. I have to do, I, I was Dr. Drake Ramore. I need something better than that. Something better will come along. And so it's, you feel bad for poor Joey. He's, yeah. He had his first, his biggest success and his biggest failure right here in this you know, short time. Yeah. I mean, his credit card bill was insane. He spent 3,500 at porcelain safari, <laughs> 1,100 at I love the, the suit, the toilet, toilet paper. Uh, reference to I Love Lucy there. Yeah. And 2300 at Isn't It Chromatic? <laughs> like, I don't know. That's he should have just listened to Ross in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he really should have moved out, but he yeah. needed to do that to learn that he it's not about the big apartment and the, all the expenses. It's about his friend. Right mm-hmm. Yeah. Luckily, we see Estelle and she has a new role in like you said, it was beneath him, but he did it anyway, and he screwed it up. Yeah. But how funny is Estelle and her hidden oh. cigarettes? Yeah. She's got cigarettes hidden in everything. It's and funny. <laughs> was it like inside a doll or something? Like yeah. she took the head off? Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> so random. Last time it was in the, the, like the straw holder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, another uh, another recurring character that is played for played to the hilt for you know for the comedy and the the absurdity mm-hmm. of it, which is hilarious all the way around. Mm-hmm. And then Joey does go for the audition and totally screws it up. Yeah, he, he finally even realizes it. Yeah, yeah, he he realizes. I mean, you think like after you know, a big role on Days of Our Lives that he's going to get more roles. And we've heard that from people in Hollywood, you know, after they win an Oscar, other roles haven't come along, you know? So it is a real thing in the industry where you get this major, major job. And then what happens after it ends, you know, you have to keep trying, but you think things are just going to come along and they don't. And I like how Joey's storyline showed that. Well, and that, that soap world, I feel like it's, pretty small and they all know each other and it's kind of like the tv yeah. news business. everybody yeah. knows once you've once you've made a mistake somewhere else you're kind of uh your you reputation you yeah. Yeah, your reputation precedes you you don't really get another shot yes exactly that's why you never burn bridges in the industry and that's why you treat everybody with kindness in the industry because everybody knows you <laughs> absolutely treat everybody the same and with respect and that goes from the the writers all the way up to <laughs> yeah. stars, your boss <laughs> totally totally and i like how you know it brings it back around you know he really does want to live with chandler he has to live with chandler but it means more to him to live with him now you know now that he's they've lived apart so comes back full circle he returns everything and then he moved back in with Chandler. Just but, like it never happened. Yeah, <laughs> but also, it seemed like in this episode, so in the previous episodes, we talk about Ross and how he's immature in his relationship. But I feel like when it comes to his confidence in himself, and as an adult, he is very confident in that. 
and he gives yeah. really good advice to Joey. And he yeah. even buys the dog, the big dog that we see. Pat the dog. He, he buys <laughs> it back for him as a kind of like, okay, so you can remember this time in your life. Yeah. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. In some ways, he is very, he is more mature than the others in some ways, but then in his relationship, he's kind of yeah. stunted a little bit. Yeah. And he tells Joey that too. He's pragmatic and he looks up to Joey because he never, never knows where his next paycheck is coming. So, I yeah. Like Which ways are you guys? Um, I'm very, I, I'm very, I'm very Ross in that sense. Like I need to know where my next paycheck is coming. I mean, you always have money saved up just mm -hmm. in case, but you know, like I even like now, if something were to happen, I have a plan for the next, you know, like, so I'm, I'm more like Ross in that sense. Yeah. Same. Definitely. That's good. That's, good. that's really good. I think that's uh, a millennial trait. One of the, you know, more positive traits of millennials about, I, I, I know it's because, you know, economic remember the 90s it was an economic heyday i mean people mm -hmm. were you know unemployment was super low there were yeah. jobs to be had when you got out of college so it was a you know it was different yeah i feel like us millennials have been through a lot in our lifetime <laughs> for yeah. this short lifetime that we have lived and i feel like we've been through we've seen a lot from growing up to becoming adults and pandemic now and you know experiencing 9-11 as teenagers you know and all that it's just it's just it's a lot so i think that carries on through the way we live our life as well yep mm -hmm. i agree that's one of the things I respect about you guys. Oh, oh thank you. Usually people tell us all we do is eat avocado. And I know avocado <laughs> I mean, avocado toast. I'm in trouble for saying this, but it's the boomers who are the ones who really messed everything up. <laughs> They're so selfish and they won't let go now. Um, but I think it's also like the younger, like me and Vanessa, we're on like the upscale, the, the, not the upscale, but the yeah, yeah, older. You're, yeah, yeah, you're the, the older part of the, yeah. the millennials account. Because there is definitely a difference between me and Vanessa, who are in our 30s, to the, like, beginning of millennials who are, like, 23, 24. There's a huge difference, so. Yeah. But, but I'm um, Generation X, and we we literally feel like we're the left-out generation, because there aren't as many of us. There's all these boomers. There's a huge group of boomers, and there's a huge group of uh, uh, millennials, and there's just us in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Now we're the elder statesman. Yeah. <laughs> and I like how back to the episode, you know, being pragmatic and he moves back in and then the way they get rid of Eddie was just like It was so weird. It was also random. How could like anyone fall for that thinking that he has the wrong apartment? Well, that's when you, they fight crazy with crazy. Yeah, Just like they did with the Brooke Shields character. Yeah, fight crazy with crazy. That's true. Oh, I didn't yeah. even think of that. Because they, Joey, or because Eddie, when he had the mannequin head, he says, oh, me and Chandler went to Vegas and he went right. big. And I'm like, and then I think that's when they realized, okay, we got to come up with an idea to like fight right. crazy with crazy, like you said. Yeah. Just like they did with Brooke Shields. Yeah, that's funny. Send, but Send her off. Yep. But it was hilarious when he opened the door and Joey is there and turns around in, in, the, yeah. in the recliner yeah, like, it, like he lived there the whole time. It was such a like, woohoo, we won, he's back, and everybody clapping, and it's like, hello, yes. I'm back. Like, it was such a big comeback, you know. Yeah. That was a great little story arc, I, got, I have yeah. to say, with Joey moving out, 
and then moving back in and now it's like it never happened like it never you know it never happened but a lot a lot happened in those three episodes and we learned a lot about Chandler and Joey yeah. yeah, and now they're back and playing foosball and, and I just, being each other, and it's oh, such a romance. Yes, I know. Yeah, hopefully, so Joey's saving all of his money. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. you'll see. <laughs> oh no! But I do think it's—I I love this relationship with the two of them because it's—it's it's important to see straight men be friends. Yes. 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 And, and it's you know, it's nice to really see that they can you know be besties and really you know take care of each other and support each other. I like that too. I, I, I it's something to show with them their bromance we call it, but it's not a fake romance. It's like true genuine. Yeah. And the thing is, too, Matthew Perry and Matt LeBlanc were true genuine friends, and so you you feel that with their chemistry together. You know, you feel their love for each other. And they're dancing and hugging. Them. so cute. Even when they're yeah. just being silly boys watching Baywatch, they should always be running. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, favorite lines. Uh, mine would have to be, I would say, when Ross is telling Joey about Rachel's new book, and Joey says, "This is why I don't uh, date women who read." <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, and another one I liked was I liked the scene where Rachel reads the book and Ross tells Rachel, "Hey, we have to go to the movie," and she says, "No." I like that yeah. that whole yeah that whole thing. The the, the how do you expect me to grow if you won't let me plow? I mean, that's, that's yeah, a great line. I mean, that's got to be. I don't well, know. Is that part of the I can you know the you know iconography of the show that that line or yeah it's it's up there i think there's more more iconic lines but that is up there i mean i haven't seen it on too many t-shirts but yeah, that's true it's probably not appropriate for a t-shirt exactly yeah. so i mean i've seen more other lines like lobster and then other lines that we'll explore later i want to i want now i want to say he's my lobster Oh, you should be one for you and Troy. Yeah, and like yes. pointing to each other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one. You can wear them when you're biking. Yeah, oh, <laughs> and I do love Monica when she, you go, girl, and then she yeah. goes. I really can't, I can't pull that off. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I like that about Monica because she you know, tries to be hip and cool and then she realizes that it's just not her. Not her. Yeah. Right? Lessons, uh, yeah. Lessons learned from this episode to never be a leaf blower and be your own windkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a leaf blower and don't let the lightning bearer steal your wind, which yeah. is hilarious because they have nothing to do with one another. Right. <laughs> Very funny. Good episode. Really yes. All the way around. All right. Coming up in the next episode, poor Phoebe. We get a lot of insight into Phoebe's life in, in the next episode. A lot, lot to talk about there. Old Yeller. I don't know. Have you guys seen Old Yeller? Never. No. I have never <laughs> even seen Dumbo. Really? <laughs> it's just sad. I don't want to watch oh, okay. it. All right. We have lots to talk about Old Yeller and Phoebe then next time. And if you like this episode, subscribe, give us five stars, and leave nice comments. And follow us on Instagram, Friends with Friends Podcast. Until next time. Yeah.